back into another edition of prime sports world i know the crossover is usually on wednesday but this week we're doing it on thursday uh welcome into the show on today's show we're going to talk about the contenders in the east and the western conference and i was very specific when i talked about contenders there's the top six seeds in each conference as they stand right now so sorry miami heat fans sorry laker fans you're not sorry dallas maverick fans you're not going to be featured in this video it's just the way it is um have your basketball team be a little bit better at this point in the season, and maybe we talk about them a little bit more. Um, also, the mainstream media talks a lot about those basketball teams. We're not going to do it here as much here. Uh, I'm David Huffman right there. There's my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. Uh, also on today's show, we're going to make our final predictions uh, for the all the various awards in the NBA, and then we're going to do GOAT talk. And I think i got a doozy for you, TJ. Welcome to the show, my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. Uh, we go live every day, so please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Bring it on. 
I, I got a doozy for you, man. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for you to pick between these two players. I think it's gonna be tough. So, uh, so let's get into the actual bulk of the conversation when it comes to the contenders. We're gonna start in the Western Conference. And so what we're gonna do today is we're gonna identify the strengths and the weaknesses for all, all six teams in each conference. Um, you know, here's the six in the Western Conference. Here's the six in the Eastern Conference. Um, you pretty much know who they are by now. Uh, we got the Denver Nuggets, Memphis Grizzlies, Sacramento Kings. Congratulations to the Sacramento Kings uh, as they have clinched the playoff spot for the first time in 18 years, uh, snapping the longest drought in all of professional sports. Uh, then we get the Phoenix Suns, Los Angeles Clippers, and Golden State Warriors with the Clippers uh, win last night. They actually jumped the Warriors uh, for that four or five, uh, five, six matchup there uh, in the playoff standings. And don't be modest. Don't be modest. Give yourself another pat on the back too for picking for picking yeah. the Kings over the Lakers. Like, take off. Uh, in, 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 in your defense, though, I did not even think Sacramento would be even this good. This good. I didn't think the Lakers would be that bad. Like I, I, I thought they would be. I thought, truth be told, I thought those two would be kind of like. Uh, I thought so too. I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be close. I thought they'd be battling out for a playing spot. Yeah. Um, when they originally predicted them. Um, but, yeah, there's only, like, two games left in the regular season. Um, so this is kind of what we're doing, the strength and weaknesses of the contenders now. Um, by the way, CEO of Prime Sports World, Mr. Israel Vera, should be joining us here shortly. Uh, let's talk about the first team here on this list, Denver Nuggets. Uh, let's talk about strength and weakness for the Denver Nuggets as they sit as the number one seed in the Western Conference at 52-27. and 27. So strength for the Denver Nuggets, they have Joker. Everybody else doesn't. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wrote that as my strength or unusual play style. Uh, they can catch some teams off balance. Uh, now, there's not a lot of teams in the NBA that run through their center the way the Denver Nuggets do. And obviously the 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 obvious strength that they have is that altitude. I don't care how many times you played Denver. You're, you Unless you actually played in that city, unless you actually live there, you never get used to that altitude. That, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's I didn't even think of that, but yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, the Utah Jazz have a very similar advantage as well. Uh, it's not quite as high, but it's close. Uh, you never get used to that altitude, and the, the Philadelphia 76ers are just getting smacked by the heat right now. And by smacked, I mean 70 to 46. And yes, Joel Embiid and James Harden are both playing. Um, a weakness, I would have to assume, is. I got one. Uh, the questionable others uh, when it comes to this roster. I mean, they got Jokic. We'll get to that conversation here in a little bit, but three, possibly the three-time MVP. Uh, but, you know, you got these other guys on the roster. You know, Jamal Murray's been kind of in and out in the lineup. He has been good when he's played. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., this will be his real first taste of playoff action. Um, he also has been in and out of the lineup. I don't – I just – you don't really know what you're going to get out of the other pieces on this roster. Uh, I think that's the biggest question mark I have with Denver. I think that's got to be their biggest weakness. We never really know from game to game, series to series, assuming they get out of the first round, um, who's going to be, you know, KCP has been a solid player, um, but, yeah. you know, is that something you want to really rely on? You know, Aaron Gordon has been kind of up and down this season. Bruce Brown, um, a lot of, just a lot of questions of the, of about everybody not named Nicole Jokic. I, I give. I, I'm still giving. What's his name? I'm still giving Jamal Murray that pass because, like, let's let's see how he is like legit next season. Like next season, he should definitely have more footing on underneath yeah, him I, coming I, off. I, I, of, don't, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I just think that coming off that's, that, that's got to be the weakness when I look at Denver is the questionable rest of the roster. 
Uh, I think that's fair. I but I like their, I like their roster construction because it's not just what's his name. All right, if Michael Porter Jr. doesn't have it today, all right, I can go to I can go to Aaron Gordon. And if Jamal Murray's off, I can play KCP and Bruce Brown and some of the other, those other guys. It's not just. And they got Reggie Jackson, who's got big-time player right. experience. And, I can play Reggie. And, like, Michael Malone is not just, damn, it's, if I don't get production out of these three guys, all is lost. Yeah. I love uh, Billy moving, on, moving on from Denver, we got the Memphis Grizzlies on the dock. And I said their strength is their strength in numbers. Uh, this is a very deep basketball team um, with lots of players that could be contributing factors on this team in playoff time. Um, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jay, Triple J. Um, David Roddy, John Conchar, uh, Luke Kennard, Ty Jones are still without Stephen Adams and the hurt and the fact that they lost uh, uh, the kid, their their big man. I can't remember his name right now. It's totally escaping me. Um, but that guy is no longer available. Uh, what is his name? Oh my god, this is going to really piss me off. Uh, Clark, yeah, Clark. Uh, the fact oh, Brandon that Clark. Longer, yeah, Brandon Clark. No longer, the fact that he's not playing anymore. But this is a team that has a lot of depth and they have a lot of valuable depth pieces. So the strength of numbers, I think, is this got to be the weak the strength for the Memphis Grizzlies. That's fair. That's a good one. I don't mind it. Uh, my my weakness for them is they got two: their mouth and Jaron Jackson's foul trouble. Uh, welcome to the show, CEO, Mr. Israel Vera. Uh, we're talking about the What's weaknesses. Of the Mem- we're talking about the weaknesses of the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I also agree with you. I think the biggest weakness that the Memphis Grizzlies have is just distractions. I, I think when you have like a Dylan Brooks on your team who provides an immense amount of distraction, uh, you know, these guys kind of talked a lot of a lot of big game with a team that hasn't won anything. Um, I think that could all be immense distractions when it comes to uh, this and team. The, and, the and if you talk, and, 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 it, and y'all know this, if you talk, you better have a game to back it up. Dylan Brooks ain't got the game to back up the kind of talk that he's been talking. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, like they, they they leave Dylan Brooks open on the three-point line, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, Dylan Brooks is one of those guys, the confident player, you know. Um, Which is fine. You know, That's he, cool. when he, when he, when he knocks one down. He sees one down. He think he can knock them all down. <laughs> but Desmond Bain is their real 3 and D guy. Desmond Bain is their, you know, real 3 yes. and D guy. But Dylan Brooks is like, he plays that agitator. He plays his role on that team. He's the agitator. He's the guy that gets under people's skin. He's the guy. He's the, he, Everybody needs that. He's the Draymond Green of the Memphis Grizzlies without Draymond Green credentials. Right there, you go. He's the Patrick <laughs> Beverly of of the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's probably better. That. That's a better comparison. <laughs> <laughs> it's a way better comparison. But he's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy that you love when he's on your team. You hate to play against him because he's just such an agitator. He gets under your skin. Uh, yeah, the strength of Memphis Grizzlies. The strength of the Memphis Grizzlies, in my opinion, is you know they're they're just uh, they're just they have strength in numbers. Like David said, they they're deep. They they can go deep on that bench. Um, they they you know can get their youth, you know, um, and then their weakness is their immaturity. Um, if they can somehow put it all together, like, and, you know, keep their heads together in games um, and not, you know, blow blow leads or, you know, let teams, you know, get off on them in the third quarter, I think this team could go far, has a potential. I mean, if they can grow together, I think this team has a chance to be a, a, a championship contending type of team. But they just have to get mature, and and that's what their downside right now. It's nothing about talent 
on the basketball course, everything mental for them. 100%. Moving on from them, we got the three seed in the Western Conference, the Sacramento Kings. Is he strength for the Sacramento Kings? Well, the strength for the Sacramento Kings, man, honestly, man, is that 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 pick and roll is just lethal with the minus bonus and and De'Aaron Fox. Um, also, I mean, they just have pieces around. I mean, Mike Brown, you know, has thing. done a tremendous. Yeah, Mike Brown has done a tremendous job with you know elevating those players like Harrison Barnes. Um, adding Malik Monk to that team was big. I mean, trading trading for Kevin Herter has been solid. Yeah, really trading for Kevin Herter. You add some three and D guys. I mean, they're Drafting a more balanced team than they've I mean, ever been before. Um, I think their weakness is just they haven't been there before. That's they, it. Inexperienced. That's all it is. I think this team this team has all the pieces. One thing I will say though is th- they're. The backups behind Demonis Sabonis could 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 hurt them a little bit. I, I think I think in in a way. I mean, yeah, size, yeah, we're, talking, we're talking about Alex Land, Trey Lyles, and yeah, Matthew, those Matthew. guys don't do yeah, it for Matthew. me. Those those no, guys. No, no, hey. I mean, they got Rashawn no, Holmes. Like Rashawn Holmes, Rashawn Holmes and Metro, Rashawn Holmes and Metro, they gonna play, especially Metro. But yeah. The, like, like, like you know, when you need know, some valuable buried, minutes off the bench for, for for to get the minus the bonus is going to play damn near forty plus. He gonna, bro, he him and him and Fox, better, <laughs> him and Fox better get up, bro. They finna play. They finna play a good 38, 40 minutes a night, bro. Like they, yeah, they, it's the inexperience. Sac- that's the weakness, in my opinion. Is the for Sacramento. I also I have a clutch bucket get making. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, number, I think mm-hmm. number one or number two scorer in the fourth quarter this season. I agree He's number you. one. Yeah, number one. I think Demar Derozan's number two. Uh, weakness mm-hmm. for Kings. Yeah, inexperience. That's. I mean, they got everything else. I, I think they're just they're just going to be inexperienced. No, none of their none of their players on the team have really been there, done that. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Outside of Harrison Barnes, anyways. Outside of Harrison Barnes. So like, this, this this what they got: Harrison Barnes, Mike Brown, and he's a coach. That is who else? Is that it? That's it. I mean. <laughs> I mean, Sabonis. Uh, Sabonis earlier in his career because he was on those right, OKC when he played for OKC. He, he was also on those Pacer teams that were formidable in the playoffs. What Pacer teams? You know, the, one they got, <laughs> the one that they took LeBron to seven point seven games. He wasn't on that team. Yeah, he was. No, he was not. It was. No, he was not. He was part of the Victor Oladipo trade that put that 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 put that sent. That they took look, them, we got to look it up, David. We'll look it, we'll look it up. We'll look it up. I'm pretty sure he was we'll on that picture team that lost to LeBron in the first round. You got to look uh, it up. Moving on, let's swing it into the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I wish Matthew James was here to talk about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, their big no, major don't. strength is – No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> their major strength when it comes to the Phoenix Suns is star power. Um, you have four all-stars on your team when they're healthy. Um, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul – DeAndre Aiden, you have star power on the Phoenix. They so have, they're undefeated. That's, that's their biggest strength. No, they power. have. They're undefeated they when have, they all play together. They have three and a half all-stars. I'm not putting DeAndre Aiden in that boat. <laughs> <laughs> they have three and a half. I mean, but that's their most obvious strength is that they have immense star power. And they have players with playoff experience who've been there at big moments. They have star power. That's just, Dave, it's, it's simpler than that. They have Kevin Durant. Everybody else does it. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Uh, I mean, having, having Kevin Durant hasn't meant a whole lot outside of those two seasons in Golden State. <laughs> having no, 
bro, don't you don't 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 do that. Don't be I'm not trying to be disrespectful. No, I'm not trying but to that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> that's so walk. That's that like when we when we say dudes that's unguardable in the league, Kevin Durant, it starts with him. Seven foot tall, can handle, can pull up from anywhere, and he can hurt you like he can hurt you everywhere. That's a walking 30 points a game. When healthy, of course. Yeah, and obviously their biggest weakness, on the other hand, is t- team health. I mean, Chris health. Paul hasn't been exactly been. I was going to say depth. I'm going to say health. I mean, yeah. Chris Paul hasn't been exactly the most durable player throughout playoff series in his career. Kevin Durant hasn't been the most durable player at any point this season or last season. Um, Devin Booker has been banged up this season too. Uh, health, because I, I I don't I don't care about their depth. They're going to play like eight guys. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Kind of does, because like you or you already know that. That's my biggest pet peeve when it comes to coaching the playoffs. If you if if you go ten deep in the regular season, don't all of a sudden switch up in the playoffs and go like seven eight deep. Tom Thibodeau used to kill me. Right, Tom Thibodeau used to kill me doing that when he was coaching the boys. Like he he literally almost killed Lou all day doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Like bro, like you, (laughs) like bro, like you used to like you. The bench mob got so much praise during the regular season, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm going to play eight guys. And it's like, why can't we beat this team? It's like, yeah, because you cut your rotation start. Don't do that. Um, Sacramento, please, for the love of God, do, like, just keep everything the same. Just keep everything the same. Sacramento, Memphis, just keep literally your rotations the same. Just keep everything the same. Don't shorten nothing. Phoenix. I think Mike Brown will. I, like, I think I like Mike Brown Josh will. Bogey, Cameron Payne. I mean, Terrence Ross. I mean, there's solid depth there. Right. There's they're uh, solid Craig, depth TJ, there. TJ Warren, Bizak Biombo. That's solid. Biombo. Yeah. Like, just don't Andrew change Shaman. your – don't – like, so, like, the issue is when Kevin Durant's not on the court or Booker's not on the court, because I think that's where they that's, – that's where Phoenix kind of falls into the trap. Like, they can't rest those two guys at the same time. And I'm pretty sure Monty Williams, yeah, Monty Williams would love to do that. He would love to be like, all right, KD, I'm gonna sit you down for six to eight minutes. You know what, Book, I'm gonna sit you down too. I'm gonna sit both of y'all down for like six to eight minutes. Campaign, Shamit, Terrence Ross, y'all run the show for can can y'all keep the ship afloat for six minutes? I haven't and seen answer, that. And the answer is no, they can't. That's why, like when KD goes out, that. when KD goes out. Aiden goes out and Paul goes out. He always leaves Booker to run with the second unit because somebody has to be out there with that second unit. And I think that's well, I, what I hurts think, them. I think, a lot, I think a lot of their second unit players are just streaky players in general. I mean, TJ oh, Warren is like Cameron Payne, TJ Warren, Terrence Ross, Torrey Craig, all of those guys are streaky, streaky offensive players. <sighs> Man, honestly, the Phoenix Suns. Y'all keep going. I'm going to be right back. The, the Phoenix Suns, they, they, they could have – benefited by adding like a veteran piece like maybe a Carmelo Anthony maybe I mean I know adding Terrence Ross trading for Terrence Ross was good but I, I do agree that like, their depth is going to be an issue I think the like, consistency of their depth and you do have to leave one of those guys out there Devin Kevin Durant or Devin Booker but I agree with both of you guys I, the strength is their their strength is their star power their weakness is a little bit of their depth and also playing together. They've only got seven games with each other. They have won all seven of those games. Uh, and they've won all the, seven of them. <laughs> uh, moving on from the Phoenix Suns, let's talk about the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, fresh off beating the Los Angeles Lakers last night. It costed Izzy some jelly beans. 
Uh, the Lakers cost you some jelly beans last night, is it? Didn't they? They cost me. They cost me 150 bones, man. <laughs> uh, let's night. talk about. Let's talk about the Clippers. First of their strengths. Uh, I've been talking about this for basically for a year and a half. They they have the best depth in the NBA, probably. I'd like all of the players that they have coming off their bench. Uh, they also have a healthy Kawhi Leonard right now. That is their strengths when it comes to the Los Angeles Clippers. And they have arguably the best coach in the NBA. I I agree with you. I think like they have the absolute I think they have the most depth. I mean, it's a luxury. And like Bones Highland starts on probably three quarters of the NBA of NBA teams. Bone Highland, Eric Gordon, Norman Powell, Robin Covington, Mason Plumley. Like those guys could start on some teams. Like that five. Bro, that's, guys. A, Norman that's, a legit, that's a legit starting five. That's a legit starting five. Terrence, for most bro, we're teams. forgetting about Terrence, man. Like Bones Highland last night. Bones Highland basically erased the Lakers last night. Bro, eleven point eleven, basically and, uh, damn near eleven zero run. It wasn't and, he scored eleven points himself? Uh, it was. It was and and, and he erased it. He erased a hundred fifty dollars that was going to Izzy's pockets too. Let me tell so you, man, I, was, I, was, I was on one. I was on one when I saw the Lakers get to seven in the third quarter. I said, "Oh, here it goes again. The Clippers are blowing a lead." I think that is their weakness right there. Is that they're so good they get up head on teams and they lose concentration. I think that team is 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 it can be a championship team so, this season. My, they just my, lose and lack concentration. And that's my problem with them. Sometimes yeah, they are lackadaisical on the defensive end, and they I, need to stay intact mentally. I, I, and I think Tyron Lee knows that. I think, the, I think their weakness is health. Um, Absolutely. Paul George needs to get back healthy. This team really wants to get a chance to even get out of the first round. I mean, if they want to get out of the first round, they need a healthy Paul George. I don't think they'll have him for the first round. Uh, he's going to be reevaluated here in a couple of days, I think, on the days. 8th or something. Um, so maybe they get him back uh, for the first round of the playoffs. But this health is the big, big – I mean, because Kawhi Leonard's – They can you know, beat Sacramento been... without Paul George. They can beat Sacramento without Paul George. I agree my with strength, you my, my strength for them is – Right now, right now, right now. Right now, right now. If, Kawhi if, they, Leonard, if, if, if the playoffs were to start today, if the playoffs were to start today, they'd match up with the Phoenix Suns. And without Paul George, they did not win that matchup. Oh but here's, no, they won't win that match. No, no, but but here's but here's where they have the advantage over Phoenix. I have more faith in the others than I do Phoenix's others. Sure. I have I have more faith that I can get consistent ball play out of Terrence Mann, Bones Highland, Eric Gordon, Batum, than Eric, I can Landry Shamit Camp. Hasn't been like remotely good as a, a Clipper, but all right. Eric, what you talking about? Eric Gordon was on. Like, he Did you watch the game last night? Yeah, yeah, that's one game, man. Come on. Eric, Eric Gordon's, he's been a, he had he's nine been points okay. last night. He's, 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 he's been yeah, fine, bro. He's yeah, that's all you want out of him, David. You he's want been, a couple threes. He's right, been fine for them, dude. Buckets? You don't need, you don't need 20 what you, what, points out of Eric Gordon. What, 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 you want Eric Gordon from Indiana? You want Eric Gordon coming? You want Eric Gordon coming out from the Pelicans? Pelicans, Eric Gordon. You want Eric Gordon coming out of college giving you twenty? Like, no, he's not that. He's not that guy. He's not fair that enough, dude anymore. I'll, you not, I'll right, take, right, I'll right, take right. eight to ten points from Eric Gordon all day, any day. But any talking day. about the weakness, let's talk, let's swing over into the Golden State Warriors. Uh, their strength and their weakness is you can go ahead and go first. Well, their strength, 
they're getting Andrew Wiggins back at the right damn time. That's all I got to no, say. No, they're not. They're, it don't matter. That, no, they, matter. they they is. They getting Andrew Wiggins at the right time because they they miss matter. they miss a guy like they miss a guy like Andrew Wiggins to shut down okay. the, the the other team's wing. But yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, when you have the shooting like the depth in the shooting like they have the, with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, um, Jonathan uh, Kaminga's coming you, to his you're, own. You're, you're making a very a long way of saying that they have championship pedigree. They've been that, there. No, they have that's, championship that's, pedigree. That's, that's their strength. That's their strength. But their weaknesses, they can't win on the road. Yeah, their weaknesses, their road woes. They're the worst road team in the history of, like, any playoff right. team that's ever been go. playoff. They're probably the worst road team. Here you go. Here you go. Strengths, home court, weakness, playing on the road. It's really that simple. Um, I, I was getting there. Get, I was trying to get there. Y'all wouldn't no, let me. Y'all wouldn't let me. 30, 33, have, 33 and 8 at home, 9 and 30 on the road. They can have Andrew Wiggins. They can be getting Andrew Wiggins back at the right time. You can say that all you want. Let's not act like they was role warriors with Andrew Wiggins because they weren't. They rolled woes, then start when and then magically start when Andrew Wiggins was away. They were playing bad on the road when he was there. Let's be real. That's true. That's true. Uh, moving over from this Western Conference, let's talk about the Eastern Conference a little bit. Um, first, let's talk about Milwaukee. TJ, strength and weakness for the Milwaukee Bucks. It's going to be hard because Milwaukee strength. Is- they, got, they, they, they got Giannis. Everybody <laughs> else don't. They're going to have, the, they gonna have the, uh, the new defensive player of the year. Everybody else ain't. They can shoot. Everybody else can't. Uh, the I said the, 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 their, their strength, I said their main strength, I think, is on defense. Uh, they're the best, probably the best perimeter defensive team in the NBA. Uh, when they want to lock people down with Drew Holiday and Giannis and Brooke Lopez, who do not think will be DPOY. Um, yeah, their it's defense is incredible. Players. So weakness on the other side, I think, is health. Uh, with Chris Middleton dealing with some nagging injuries Chris here and Middleton. there. Um, and, you know, Giannis, if he goes down, uh, I don't, this team would be uh, tough. I, I also I, think the play style that they play sometimes, about, their offense bogs down sometimes when they're like, they run all that stuff through Giannis when he just like basically cannonballing through the lane. Slow. Yeah, a little bit slow. I think that play style can be counteracted in the playoffs, but it was hard to find a weakness for for Milwaukee because they're just so good. Man, this is a team that has very little, very little weaknesses. So it's hard. Very little. Very. It's hard for me to catch a weakness. Izzy, Um, answer this one. Izzy, hold on real quick for you. Answer this, Izzy. Who's scoring when, like, when they when they tried out these three dudes? Who's scoring on them? Drew Holiday, Wes Matthews, Jay Crowder. Who's scoring on that lineup? You put the whole line up there. It's difficult. No, like ju- like just those three, just those three, like just those three guards: Drew Holiday, Wes Matthews, Jay Crowder. Yeah, I, don't, I can't forget Giannis. <laughs> like, 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 I'm not even I'm not even adding Giannis and Brooke Lopez to the equation, right? Because we know what they do defensively. Drew yeah, Holiday, Giannis, they're, they're, Giannis had a play. I don't know if it was last night or the night before. This team was up. Giannis like not played last night. Oh, it must have been like a couple nights before, or the night before. Um, Giannis was they were winning by twenty points, and Giannis still did a chase down a, a steal and blocked it to not let the guy score, and they were winning by twenty points in that game. <laughs> he just plays so much harder than every other player in the NBA. Like he just looks makes other players look bad by the fact that they don't play every night, and they don't right. give it all. Um, Giannis, th- yeah, the strength is yeah they have Giannis, nobody else does. <laughs> Bro, I'm, but and I'm telling you, bro, like Brooke Lopez is probably one of the DPOY. Like, you probably you probably going Jaron Jackson. 
We'll talk, about, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about that in like five minutes. Uh, moving on from there, let's talk about the Boston Celtics. And TJ, what do you think the, the strengths and the weaknesses are of the Boston Celtics? Uh, strengths and weakness, strength of the Boston Celtics. Uh, that duo, man, JT and JT and JB. When you got two guys that can erupt for 80 points. 40, 40 each. Right, forty each. That's that's tough to come back. Hey, they they long. They play good. They they all play good defense. They move the ball like it's. You got them. They got strength and numbers too because like all these all the top teams pretty much have like the same attribute: strength and numbers. They they can hurt you in more ways than one. Like if, like if the three ball ain't falling, all right, we can go inside. We can card you up. I honestly think that's their biggest strength is their offensive versatility. Like they have, you know, they obviously have two stars in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but then they have these slashing guards and Derek White and Malcolm Brown that can beat you off the dribble. Uh, they have Al Horford is a good pick and pop player. Um, Robert Williams, when he's healthy, is an excellent defensive rim rummer. Uh, rim runner. Rim runner, yeah. They just have so much. Malcolm Brogdon, another guy. He can take you off the dribble. Marcus Smart is a good defensive. She can hit shots when you need him to. Their offensive versatility and Grant Williams, a great spot up three and D guy. Um, their offensive versatility, I think, is their biggest strength because they can beat you in so many ways on offense. Uh, I think their weakness is actually what I just mentioned when it comes to big man depth. Uh, I think you know Al yes, Horford and Rob Williams are no only big. bigs. Um, <laughs> if those guys get in trouble, especially against a Joel Embiid kind of matchup, they don't really have bodies that they can just swap in and out like Blake Griffin is their other backup big and he was even a good defender even when he was in his heyday um, right so yeah, right. I think I think the, the big man depth is their biggest weakness when it comes to Boston I, I agree uh like we saw the other night against Philly right Joel and B goes off of 52 against Grant Williams and Al Horford he has six inches of height on Grant Williams because Grant Williams a number six six, yeah, and he probably like, outweighs Grant Williams by a good eighty pounds, 70, 80 pounds. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he has three inches on Al Horford. Al Horford a number six nine, and he probably outweighs Al Horford by a good forty pounds, 40, 50 pounds there, right? Yeah. So it was almost like he was supposed to have a good game yeah, against. I guess <laughs> let's just switch our focus over to Philadelphia right now. So let's talk about Philadelphia and their strengths and their weakness. I think the, their main strength is pretty obvious. They have Joel Embiid, who's a matchup problem for every team in the NBA. Period. Do you can you think of any other strengths for this Philadelphia team? No, I, the, I that's it. They have Joel Embiid. Everybody else doesn't. He's a matchup nightmare. He can hurt you. At all three facets of the game, he can shoot. He's a hell of a defender. I don't think he gets enough credit for being a good defender, shot blocker. And the big one is you can't hack an MB. You can't do that to him. Yeah, he shoots at eighty percent at the free throw line. He shoots at eighty. Now, the one thing that 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 might annoy you is like you feel like he gets he, he gets too many because it's like all right what am i because like as a defender like guarding him you're supposed to be like all right what am i supposed to do in that situation right like there's nothing i can do like how is that a foul on me there's nothing i can do in that situation but their weaknesses in terms of strength we agree 
Joel and B versus everybody else. There's only I don't think anybody in this on this side of the uh on this side of the bracket can throw anybody at him. The best chance is Brooke Lopez. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, Jared Allen, maybe. And but Jared even, Allen, he, even Jared Allen is like 200 pounds soaking wet. And Jared, right? Jared Allen ain't got enough bricks in the back pocket. Yep. Right. I think their major weakness, though, is this like outside of their top five, outside of their starting five, I think they have a really solid starting five. But when you, as soon as you start to go to this bench, like there's just a lot of question marks when it comes to their bench. I mean, Shake Milton has been on. Like, it's not seven, even question uh, marks in the and bench. Melton, Jalen McDaniel's, Cordy Jang, Paul Reed, and I'm giving some of their starters the benefit of the doubt here. That's why Harris, you know, PJ Tucker hasn't been PJ Tucker has been remotely all that good this year, but their starting lineup is solid. I think when you start to take those pieces it's out right. of the starting lineup and put in some of those bench players, I think that's where I, their depth. They just don't wow. have the depth. To really rely uh, on any of these other players on their team, like Dwayne Dedman, Montez Harrell, none of these guys really excite you if they're coming off your bench. Okay, so we have a question. Some guy named Matt said he was a part of this stream. Why is he never on one? Matt works a lot. Yeah, Matt does, does a lot. Work. Matt works a lot, and he has a lot of school work to do. And we 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 tell him all the time that takes precedent over this. So yeah, Matt is definitely a part of the crew. He is the resident Phoenix Suns. Super fan, yeah, yeah. but priority. Like, like Matt has other yeah, Matt, priorities. Matt, Matt, Matt's in grad school and he works a lot, right. so yeah, he's, he's got yeah. he's got other priorities going on. So that's why he can't make every single show. Um, and we don't necessarily schedule it around his schedule. So you know, it is what it is. So it's kind of it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough, and we tell him all the time, "Hey, do what you got to do. This this will be here. This will yeah. be here when he comes back. Trust and believe." 100%. 100%. But. I, I I don't have the only one that I really want when it comes to Philly, I don't really have faith in two players, right? Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. That's it. I don't have faith in James Harden to show up consistently. I damn sure don't have faith in PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker, 90% of the time out there just getting good cardio. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't I don't necessarily disagree with any of the I, I, I yeah, outside of Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, I don't Tobias Harris got max money, and he has not been a max money guy since he got that money. Hey, call it what it is. Be real. Yeah, 100%. Uh, to the Cleveland Cavaliers now, uh, as they're going to be the, in the playoffs for the first time since LeBron left. Um, so good shout-out to that fan base. Um, shout-out to those players on that roster. Uh, I think that their weakness is – their strength is Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and think he is the like the kryptonite for a lot of teams. He can make his own shot. He can facilitate off the dribble. He's just, he's just a good all-around basketball player. I think their weakness is their wing depth and wing scoring. And something I think they should have addressed in you know the trade deadline uh, was they chose not to. I just don't have faith in like the Isaac Okoros of the world, Carol Savard, who's kind of hit or miss. Um, some nights he'll give you 40. Other nights he's hitting single digits. Uh, Seti Osman is another guy who's wildly inconsistent. They have Danny Green, who I guess on this team, um, but it's just got to be wing depth, right? It's got to be their their big weakness. Because I actually like the rest of their roster outside of the inexperience that they have as well. None of these guys have been in a playoff series outside of Donovan Mitchell and Ricky Rubio, but and Danny Green, but Danny Green playing. Um, yeah, guard play. Their guard play. I'm not just going to put it all on Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has never missed the playoffs, by the way, in his career. Yeah. Never um, so far, he's a winner. 
quotation marks on that. Um, Spot him, baby. And, I, and, his, and, and his numbers seem to get better in the playoffs. Um, like his points per game, like not necessarily his efficiency, his efficiency kind of plummets, but his points per game is uh, just three point. Yeah, his numbers across the board usually get better. Yeah, their guard play, because I'm not going to just put it all on Donovan Mitchell like, and sit here and not act like Darius Garland is not a bucket. Um, yeah. so, it's a straight yeah, bucket. Straight bucket. Like their guard play is definitely probably their strength. They are, they go in, they, they go as those two guards go, starting with Donovan Mitchell, as, as David pointed out. Their weakness, I agree. The, the lack of scoring, not just on the wings, well, front court scoring in general, right? Like you were kind of hoping Evan Mobley took a bit of a leap going into this year and it didn't happen, didn't necessarily happen. He kind of plateaued, he's plateaued a little bit. All right, like I, I think his numbers are right around what he did last year. Yeah, he's only so averaging 16 and nine. He's only averaging one more point a game than he did last season. Uh, he's 15 and eight last year. Yeah, so, right, so 16 and nine so, this year. Yeah, like you were kind of hoping that 15, that 15 turned into 18 and 10, right? 20, 20 and 10. Like you, you're, you're kind of hoping, right? But it didn't happen. Jared, uh, you know, I think, I, I, I think I, we'll get that I, next I, year. I, I will say, though, when Jared Allen went down, uh, his numbers were really solid while Jared Allen was out. And that, that, that's fair. Uh, you can, you can pick and choose and, Poking pride as to why that happened, but and you already know what you're getting out of Jared Allen. Jared Allen gonna give you 12 to 14. He gonna give you 12 to 14 rebounds, a couple block shots. But again, it's the front. It's it's the wings. It's it's the Isaac. It's the Isaac Okoros. It's Lamar Stevens. It's it's uh um. Chetty Osmond. Car- I mean, Chetty Osmond. It's, it's the it's the inconsistency at at that spot, right? Like. What you gonna do in the matchup where Jared I, I, Allen man, and Evan Mobley get foul trouble? Maybe they should have been one of these teams that got like a Terrence Ross on their team, just like a guy who could come in and get buckets because that's what they need. Now, I don't trust like and their bench. I don't trust no. I don't trust their bench. Like what? Man, like, just, you have, like what? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when Jared Allen get in foul trouble and Evan Mobley get in foul trouble? Dean, Dean and all Wade I know is, is rolling out there. All I all I know is. When when I play with them in 2K, I'm undefeated. Anyways, that's a video game. <laughs> um, so, okay, yeah, so what? Straight. Real quick, real quick. What seed are they right now? They're the four seed, five seed, four, 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 four seed. So, so the four seed right now. So they they're, lo- they're, 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 they're they're locked into the four seed. Switching right. yeah, switching gears right into the New York Knicks. Let's talk about the strength and weakness of the New York Knicks. All right, uh, so my, my, their strength I, I got is Jalen Johnson, Julius Randle. I got you. Right. Like when you play the, the like your strength, the, the New York Knicks strength. When you play the Knicks, you gonna know you played the Knicks. It's typical Tom Thibodeau team. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be a grind. The game ain't over till the clock hit zero. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. I also think their play style, that gritty, grindy play style, yes. is also their strength because nobody's really prepared to play that sort of style. Um, I've also seen some reports that Emmanuel quickly might win six man of the year. I, I didn't predict that when we get Hell to that later. No. I, There's no you, way he's winning he, over Norman he, Powell. He, Norman Powell's winning that he, award. He, he's running away. He, with it. he is the odds on betting favorite right now. Last time I checked, I'm going Norman Powell. 
I'm no, going. No, 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 we, we will. We will get to that in a, here in a minute. Let's focus on the Knicks. Uh, I think their strength is yeah, their, that play style, that grit and grind play style. Their weakness is Tom Thibodeau's X and O's in the playoffs. Uh, it's been the kryptonite for every Tom Thibodeau coach basketball team. He just doesn't do like design good sets out of timeouts, and it just doesn't. Um, also, this his... inexperience, inexperience on this roster as well. Um, the only player on this team that has any playoff experience whatsoever is Jalen Brunson. And I'm not in well, Julius Randle. This is clearly Julius Randle and R.J. This is the same team from like two years ago. They just added Jalen Brunson. Everybody on yeah. this team has playoff experience. I mean, I got, Emmanuel sure, quickly I, got playoff experience. They all got playoff. Uh, they went to the what? What? The, what they went to the? the they went only went they to got, the first they round. Got, they got bounced oh, in the yeah. first they round. Bounced in the first round, yeah. And they also yeah, have Derrick Rose. I, I guess I'm wrong, but he playoff X and O. Derrick Rose. See, Derrick Rose ain't playing. Derrick Rose is basically an extension. He's Derrick Rose is basically Jalen Brunson's mentor. That's and that's, what, that's why, and and Evan Fournier is 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 a, a mentor as well to he the really wings as well. Yeah, yeah, so, like, either, so. They don't so it's like I and David to your point about Tom Thibodeau's X and O's, like yeah, that that kind of sucks. Like his, his his X and O's, his play calling does kind of suck. But like, let's be honest, outside of that one year with Derrick Rose, like when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, he didn't really have a lot of Derrick Rose. He wasn't dealing with exactly the most potent offense in the world. Um. <laughs> Like roster construction does matter. I think this year with like with a guy like Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, now that you have two play and, and Quigley, now I that you love, have, I love, I, I love like Isaiah Hardenstein off the bench. He's like tough. you have, He's right? Good. Yeah, He's oh, yeah, absolutely. And you have multiple guys that can handle the rock and make plays versus just one Derrick Rose or one Jimmy Butler when Jimmy Butler was in Minnesota, right? Like you, they're, they're, they're slated to play. They're slated to play Cleveland, correct? Yep. Yes, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a matchup. That's, I think the Knicks can actually win. That, that's that, locked I think they can actually uh, win. We're that. gonna be doing our full playoff preview, uh, at least the first round. That'll happen on Wednesday. Uh, let's swing over into the Brooklyn Nets. And what do you think the strength and the weakness is of the Brooklyn Nets? House money. That's what I got written on my sheet here. They're playing with house money. Um, there's nothing like playing with house money in any sport you're playing in. Nobody expects anything from you. That's when you usually do your most work. Um, house money. House money. Hey. They don't have a Bro. star. They, they don't have no, no 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 proven playoff bucket getter. Who are they? Who's gonna get no those play, those buckets? Stars on who's getting who's getting well, the buckets in big moments? I like Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges now. He's on the cusp. He's not, no, Bridges is on the cusp of, of being an all star caliber player. He's not a superstar caliber player. In which what you need in the playoffs when it's crunch time and it's you know clutch time. Who's gonna get you a bucket? Is it Mikael Bridges? Is it's it Spencer Dinwiddie? I mean, we don't know. Yeah, is it gonna be Mikael Bridges? It's, is he hey, proven to do that? It's a collective. It's a collective unit. It's Bridges. It's Dinwiddie. It's Johnson. It's yeah. like bro. It's gonna so have to be the like like that trio. I mean, Cam Thomas too is a guy who has you right, know has that, wild up that, and down this season. That but. trio. That trio that Brooklyn has now. The uh, um, Seth Curry. I mean, Joe Prince, Harris. Miles Bridges. Cam Johnson and who, who else is Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, that trio has Dorian already played. Smith. 
in a that way. That trio, Dinwiddie, Johnson, Bridges, that trio has already played more minutes in their whatever amount of games with the Nets than the entire <laughs> KD, Kyrie, James Harden trio did. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, that's crazy. That's their, that's their biggest weakness. Uh, let's swing into rapid fire here. Let's talk about final awards predictions. Um, let's start with the most coveted prize in the NBA. Let's talk about the most valuable player award. Joel Embiid. Izzy. Izzy. Joel Embiid. TJ. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. I'm going to take Yohan Jokic. Um, I don't hate yeah. it. Don't hate it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't hate it either. It. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Yeah. I really don't. I, I, I think his, he's, his body of work for the entire season has been the most important player on the best team in the Western Conference. There you go. I don't hate that. Uh, D-P-O-Y. TJ. Brooke. Lopez. Is he? Oh, man. It's tough, man. Yeah, I probably have to agree with TJ. It's Brooke Lopez. I'm going to disagree with you guys again. Triple J. Jaron Jackson Why? Jr. He leads all of me. He leads, leads in blocks. blocks. Yeah, and leads. I hate that. I hate he that. Also, no, I hate no, that, no, TJ. Bro. He also lead the league in fouls. How the hell are you the DPOY and you no, stay fouling no, no, out? TJ, this award <laughs> always goes to the freaking guy that leads the league in this box. year. It, this year, this year, this year. Marcus Smart won it last year, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, he's, cool. he's the only one that's ever won that. He hasn't won. Nobody else. No guard has won this award in like twenty years. I, I think it'll be a while before anybody wins another one. Six no, Drew Holiday man, won it next year. I, I yeah, it, maybe. Uh, six man of the year. I'm going to go Bobby Portis, actually, is my sixth like man of the that. year. I don't hate that uh, Double-double machine for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, has filled in nice when uh, Chris Middleton's been out and when Giannis has been out and when Brooke, uh, when Brooke Lopez was out a, for that period. Bobby that's a low-key low strength for them. Like, hey, Chris Middleton's out. I can trot out three seven-footers. Yeah. Um, I can try <laughs> Bobby DJ, Portis, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. Sixth man of the year. I, I, I like I like that I like that pick I like the, the Brooke Lopez pick but I'm a, I got to go with Norman Powell I got to go I got to give it to Norman Powell Yeah I'm, I'm going Norman Powell I already said I said it earlier I'm going Norman Powell man uh, Most improved player of the year I would be shocked if this isn't a straight up sweep Is he? Most improved player of the year Is he there? Yeah, he's here. Is he frozen? Is he, can you hear us? I think he's frozen. I, I, I don't think oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. No, he's not frozen. Larry Markman. I'm I also taking Larry Markman. I think Larry Markman is going to be the guy that wins uh, most improved player of the year. He's by far the most improved player this season by far. Uh, he was basically an afterthought in a trade, and now Utah is going to build around him. Uh, rookie of the year. I would have given it to Walker Kessler just because his team played more meaningful basketball, and he meant like he meant way more to his team. Like I, at some point we, ha I understand like the team like Utah is out of the playoff race, but they're gonna give it to Paolo Bancaro. I couldn't hear. I, I were you guys? I couldn't hear shit. You guys were saying. I'm sorry about that. It was uh, all right. So, we're, most uh, most of the year. Oh, it's got to be my guy. Got to be my guy, Laurie Legend. There you go, Laurie Legend. Sweet, Sweet. Sweet. rookie of the year. I would give it to Walker Kessler. That's just me. I, Paolo, I, friend Carol. Paolo, Carol, brother. At some point in time, we got to reward 
good like like scoring uh, I mean, points you, you on can make, a bad you can make team the same, you can make this you can make the same thing about Benedict Matherin, who was awesome, played on a team a Pistol Pacer team that was relevant for a majority of the season up until the end. Uh, I, I don't yeah, I, he, I don't care awesome that you scoring too. I don't care that you scoring a lot of points on a bad Magic team, bro. Like you're not winning. Walker Kessler contributed to a team that was that was winning for Coach a good portion of the season. Of oh, sweet. the year. Sweep this with Mike Brown. I'm also, I was like, I, I went Mike with, uh, I went with the, the guy from Boston. His name is totally Joe. Joe Mazzulla. I've yeah. actually changed my vote, TJ. You swayed me. Mike Brown it's is going to be Brown. my vote there. Sweep it, baby. Uh, when you break a streak, uh, a streak for that stood for 18 years, you deserve to get something. Uh, so, go to the year for Mr. Michael Brown. Uh, to the final segment on today's episode of the crossover, Goat Talk. And I am going to provide today's Goat Talk. TJ and Izzy, uh, player one was born in Louisiana. He went to North Carolina University. He was the first pick. Uh, he was the fourth fourth overall pick in 1998. Uh, he played for the Golden State Warriors, Dallas Mavericks, Washington Wizards, Cleveland Cavaliers, Los Angeles Lakers, and Los Angeles Clippers. He's a two-time All-Star. He's a six, NBA Sixth Man of the Year. NBA All-Rookie Second Team, uh, ACC Player of the Year in 1998, three-time all, three-time first team All-ACC from 96 to 98. Um, his number is retired by North Carolina, McDonald's All-American, North Carolina Mr. Basketball. Um, he was also drafted by the Raptors but never played for them. Um, his points per game, 18.5 points per game, rebound 7.5, assist 1.6 assists per game. Do you know who Player A is? Player one. Went to what North team did he play for again? Went to North what? Carolina fourth overall? Yep. 1998, drafted by the Raptors, but never played for them. Played for the Warriors, Mavericks, Wizards, Cavs, Lakers, Clippers. Teams, one more time. He, he played from 1998 to 2014. Oh, teams, 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 teams. Go, go, Golden State, Dallas, Wizards, Cavs, Lakers, Clippers. That's Jameson. It is Antoine Jameson. June 12th is his birthday, 1976. He's 46 years old. He's going up against player B, uh, who was born, uh, who's 37 years old, just recently just retired. He was the first, second overall pick in 2006 by the Chicago Bulls, but also never played for them. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, San Antonio Spurs, Brooklyn Nets. He's a seven time All Star. Two-time All-NBA. I heard you. Three-time All-NBA. Um, his points per game, 19.1 points per game, eight rebounds, 1.9 assists per game. We got Lamarcus Aldridge coming from the University of, da- of Texas, going up against Antoine Jameson from the North Carolina. Who gets this version of Goat Talk? L.A. that kind of became a stretch four against the original stretch four in Antoine Jameson. Or one of the Man, original stretch fours. I was just looking at some. I was just looking at some with the uh, L.A. Brandon Roy and um, Greg, Greg Oden. They were like 50, 50, 50 and 12. twelve or something like that. Yeah, when all three played together, we uh, we kind of forget even with the injuries. Like that first year, Greg Oden showed a little bit of of, of some kind of promise <coughs> on both yeah, ends Derek, of the floor, even with the injuries. Derek Rose. But uh, Derek yeah, Rose, I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, I'm have to. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna have to go with Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge. I know that's your guy, David. It is. That's your it guy is. right there. 
I love she Antoine just, Jameson, man, but I gotta go. Jameson. I got I gotta go with Antoine, bro. Antoine was a bucket. Antoine was a Antoine was a certified eighteen and ten. You knew exactly what she was getting, especially Washington Wizards. Antoine Jameson. Oh my God. Come on. That was that was the Anton Jameson with Gilbert Arenas and those boys. Agent, killed right. the baby bulls. What? Yeah. Killed the baby bulls. Like, Antoine Jameson was a they, Antoine Jameson was a dog. Yeah, and, and, I mean, he basically he basically revolutionized the NBA, so to speak, because he became the Bro, original stretch four guy. Cool. And this Quietness. is one of those, uh, uh, this is one of those crazy things that we talk about when me and TJ do these go talks against players like older players, like in in 20, 2000, 2000, 2001, Antoine Jameson played all eighty two games. You know how many minutes a game he averaged for that season? Forty two. 41. Damn. He averaged 41 minutes a night while playing all 82 minutes, all 82 games. And his Bro. his number like his minutes for his like his career, he averaged 35 minutes a night. Even in the season where he averaged like the Clippers season, he averaged 11 11 minutes that season. Bro, like eight quietest 20,000 point career score ever. Antoine Jameson has 20,042 points. That's 18 yeah. and a half a game. That is buckets. That is he's, buckets. Andy, Andy, Andy's got a bronze in Japan, uh, representing Team USA in two thousand six. Two thousand. Oh, the World Championships. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro. So, like, so I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. Look at. It, look. So 40, 82, 80, 47, 43, like that stretch from 2000 to 2006, that six year stretch, right? 82, 82, 82, 82, 68, 82. And we got two viewers watching the show at home right there. Um, let us know who you think would actually win this, who wins this head to head matchup. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge versus Antoine Jameson. Uh, Way to are... depress me again, David. Because of Lamarcus Aldridge, you know we yeah. traded Lamarcus Aldridge for Tyrus Thomas. Tyrus Thomas, man out, man. That just didn't get out. Bro. We Good could job, have had Lamarcus Aldridge out here, man. And, and, and Derek, oh, we wouldn't have had Derek Rose if we ended up with Lamarcus Aldridge. But who cares? Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, not not, not not to say it that way. Now, not to say it now, that now, way, now, but... if Miami Heat got their hands on Derek Rose, yes, he yeah. Rose D Wade. Uh, LeBron, I kind of would have, I kind of would have loved. For that. And no, no, hey, hey, that's, that's, that's kind no, that's kind of okay? how it works, though. That's kind of how it works. Like, if we don't get Derrick Rose, Miami probably don't get LeBron, yeah, and free because of the play style. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, of, like that, that, Rose, that, 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 that is a whole other debate for a whole other time. No, no, Rose uh, needs the ball. Rose needs the ball. Wade needs the ball. If you add LeBron to that mix, that's you only got one ball. Who gonna play off the ball? True. Uh, but yeah, I would our... rather play with Rose than Mario Chalmers at this point. And, so this and is, Mario this Chalmers a... needs to shut it up. This is our episode of the Crossover Contenders Conversation. Uh, we are going to be a special episode of the Crossover on Monday uh, where we're going to preview the play-in tournament. Uh, kind of is going to come out of that on Wednesday. We're going to preview the entire first round of the playoffs here at the Crossover. You don't want to miss that content. I'm David Huffman. Right there is Mr. Israel Vera and my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. Thank you very much for joining us. Please like, share, and subscribe to the show. And gentlemen, what do we do here at the Prime, my friends? We bring, bring the heat, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and you sir. Want to know 
I, I, I said what I said. Mario Chalmers, you need to shut it up. You ain't never played with Jordan. You ain't never played with Jordan. Shut it up. <laughs> uh, we'll be back here. Uh, Izzy will be back here tomorrow as we start our Major League Baseball content. Uh, you want to check out that content. And the no, I'm going to close out college basketball. No, sorry, my bad. College we'll basketball closed out. You know, with the way too so. early and, and all that stuff. And we had we had some technical difficulties last time, me and TJ there with a snowstorm in Salt Lake City. But it's all good. We'll uh, but, break uh, down some college basketball tomorrow and uh, bring you the way too early um, rankings. But until then, you guys all be safe. Y'all have a good weekend and uh, enjoy some XFL. There's some good games on the docket there as we break that down on Monday as well. So we'll see you guys all later. Y'all have a good night. All right. See ya, man. Peace out, gentlemen.